If you have your Bibles or you can look on the screen, we're going to look at uh, a few passages of Scripture today, and uh, we're going to look at how God wants to give you more, more than enough. And sometimes I, I think we don't realize how the Lord truly wants to bless us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for worship. Jesus, as we say so many times that you have purposed, Lord, whether it was last night or this morning or it's just in our hearts to be here today. Lord, I say every week, there's no coincidence. You brought us here to hear this message, to worship, and to hear from you. Through the power of your spirit today, I ask you, Lord, speak to those all of us in a way that we need to be encouraged. Lord, forgive me anything in my life that you can use me as I present your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. How that, you know, God wants to give you more than enough. Never fails whenever it gets to a certain place, which I'm going to explain in a minute, we hear it talked about all through society. What did we hear the last week and a half? The lottery. <laughs> hey, what do you think? You going to play the lottery? What, what do you think? Well, I never do, but boy, it's this high, you know, billion dollars, a billion dollars. And then why I'm bringing it up today is here's why. Well, you know, pastor, if I won the lottery... Here's what I'm going to do. Oh, if I've heard that once, I've heard it a thousand times. Where do we get this perspective on how the Lord wants to bless us and how that all works? And, you know, they even had a, they even had a, a video or a, uh, I'm sorry, a series on television if you saw that or advertised, I don't know if it's on anymore, but they had it on for a couple years about people who won the lottery and went broke. Amazing. The Lord says that to you and to me that he blesses us. And here's the key. When the Lord blesses us, he adds no sorrow with it. So what gets in the way? What gets in the way of us really being blessed when, when we, we think about, you know, the Lord and his word and what he wants to do in our life? Well, look at Romans. I, I believe that we're part of, we're the biggest, biggest part of the problem. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's you and I as a believer, a follower of Christ, who do not walk According to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Let me read it again. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You know, here's, here's what happens in our life. I really believe this, that I don't care whether you're in high school or whether you've been through certain things in life, that... When we go through certain things in life and we get to figure out things, we realize, you know, it's me. In other words, I'm the problem. In other words, you know, I don't, 
I don't think the Lord, you know, he knows me better than anybody, so how can he bless? And then you fill in the blank. We feel we're not worthy. And you know what? That's true. All of us here today, we're not, we're not worthy. But that being in mind, then how do we receive a blessing from the Lord? Is that scripture says, when you are now a believer in Christ, I want you to know your past is your past. It's gone. It's over. Jesus has forgiven you. He blesses you and me when he does and how that he does, not because of what we do or we've had a good week or we did this in the, in the name of the Lord. He blesses us because of his son, Jesus Christ, and through his shed blood on the cross. So I want to encourage you today, you might be the hindrance to your blessing because you're holding yourself back. You're saying, I don't deserve it because this is what's happened in my life. And, then, and you know what? That's true. But I want to encourage you today to know that the Lord wants to bless you because of his son, Jesus Christ. I want to give you a great story in the Old Testament, how it comes to being blessed. I want you to turn to the Second Kings, Second Kings in chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I'm going to pick up the story. There was a lady... Uh, well, a woman uh, who is married and her husband dies. She has two young men. And the story goes that she is now in a place to where she's going to lose everything. But her husband worked for the prophet Elisha. Now, I don't want you to forget that because it's so important. The creditors are coming. She's going to lose everything. And this is where the story comes in, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elisha. Not only is she grieving, she's going to lose everything. Your servant, my husband, in other words, so here we have a key. He worked with Elisha. Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Now let's stop for a minute. I want to really back up further in this story. I want to back up to where the husband is still living. I want us to realize then when it comes to being blessed and how that God is going to bless us, here's Elisha. Elisha was a prophet. Elisha was a man, a, a God's man of miracles. He was with him all the time. Now he's in debt. He knows he's in debt. But he's with Elisha who can do anything. My question to myself and to you today is, why didn't he do anything when he knew that he was in trouble? He was with someone who could have done anything for him. Now here's where we come in. We don't think that we're important enough. Uh, you know, here, you know, here's, uh, here's Elisha. This guy does miracles all the time. He, you know, I just, you know, here's little old me. You know, I didn't, we fill in the blank. I want you to know today, and I want you to never forget that you are a child of the king. Your heavenly father, my heavenly father, there's nothing so small in your life that's not important to him. He wants you to know today 
He wants to bless you. He wants you to know today in a place, all he would have had to done is say, hey, Elisha, can I talk to you for a minute? I so believe in, in following you and what God has done in your life, and here's where I'm at. Why didn't he do that? I believe we put ourselves right in that situation. You might be struggling today. I might be struggling today, all because we think we don't matter to the Lord. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you're going through a health situation. Maybe you, your finances are turned upside down, and you're saying, you know what? I, the Lord doesn't really want to be concerned with this. He's got all these other things. That's not true. That's the lie of the devil. Many times we're not blessed because we believe the lie of the devil. And I want you to know, just if you have children here today, I want you to know that you will do anything for them. There's nothing that you won't stop right now when the phone rings this afternoon and you see that number and it's one of your kids. It doesn't matter if they're 10 years old or they're 30 years old. Everything stops because you know that number. They're your child. And you'll do anything for it. It doesn't matter how small it might be. Let's pick up the story. Verse 2. So we know now the creditor's coming. The two sons are now going to have to go into slavery. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? I love as the story continues. And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Let me, let me get that for him. Your maidservant has basically nothing. Do you know today, that's exactly where, in many ways, the Lord wants us to be? He wants us empty. He wants us to the place to where when he does bless and he does come through, because he will, that if we're not careful, we'll get puffed up have pride. We'll think that we had something to do with this. And when we do, we're going to fall. But if we're completely empty and the Lord is the one who fills us up and the Lord is the one who blesses us, you won't get messed up down the road because you know the Lord is the one who's given you all that you have. It's amazing how this story continues. Nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, this is what Elisha said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. Let me say it, read it again. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. You know, Lord, if something's going to happen in our life, there's always an action step. See, I knew that was going to come in somewhere. You got to take a step of faith. Now, whatever it might be the Lord's telling you today, because we're all, everybody's facing something different. You know, we all go through something. And the Lord specifically brought you here today, and he's talking to you right now where he wants to bless you or where you're struggling, and he's telling you something that you're supposed to do. And you're saying, you know what, Lord? Uh... That doesn't make sense. You mean, uh, you, know, you know my neighbors, Lord, and I'm supposed to go, and I'm supposed to go around town, 
And I'm supposed to ask all these people, hey, do you have an empty jar or vessel that uh, could, could I use that? Could I borrow that? Oh, the gossip starts, right? What's going to happen? What are they doing? What are they doing down there? You know, oh, you know, they got, she's got all, I don't know what's going on. They're gathering all these jars up and I don't know what's happening. I want you to know today, this is an instruction manual. This is God's word. It is anointed. It's from God. He speaks to us and he's telling you whatever it might be today, he's speaking to you right now. It doesn't make sense, but this is what you're supposed to do. So she has her sons. They go collect the vessels. And actually, we'll get more down to the end of the story in a minute about they could have collected even more. But they collect them to where the house is pretty full. So what does the Lord tell them to do? Look at verse 4 of of chapter 4. And when you've come into the house, you shall shut the door. Shut it behind you. Your sons then poured in, in other words, the only jar you have left of oil, poured into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. In other words, you're going to start assembly line. This is what you're going to, but this is what I, this is what I want you to get. Shut the door. You know Why? Because you can have everybody that you know, what what are you doing? That doesn't make sense. I mean, the Lord wouldn't have you to do that, would he? I mean, come on. I mean, it's been years and still nothing's happened. And you're going to do this? Shut the door. Get everybody out of of your life, the Lord is saying, that's going to speak something negative into it. That you know what? The Lord is going to bless you. But they're saying, you know what? It's not happened. It's never happened before. Why are you doing that? And the Lord starts to get us to doubt. All because we're listening to other people, but we're not listening to Jesus. You know, the Lord tells us when he opens a door, nobody can shut it. And when he shuts the door, nobody can open it. Why don't we listen to him more? You know, our life would be so much easier if we listen to God's word and we said, okay, I'm going to try that. Instead of saying, you know, calling everybody that you know, hey, I know what I'll do. I'll go to Facebook and I'll see how many people agree with me with the likes and dislikes and all of that. And, you know, I'll figure it out after I go to Twitter and to Snapchat and And you know what? Everybody thinks this and that. Yeah. That's what we do. But I want you to know today that Jesus wants to bless you more than you could ever imagine. What happened? She started to pour one jar of oil into the others. And a miracle took place. Do you know the Lord is still doing miracles today? Are we willing to believe that? You might be sitting there right now saying, you know, you're right, I need a a miracle right now. And that's okay, because he's your heavenly father. And he wants to bless you more than you could ever. So she's 
They're pouring it up, and, and it's a miracle. They, they don't know where it's coming from, but so it's completely, the, the house is full of all the jars of oil. What does God tell us as we close these verses? Verses 5 through 7. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons, and brought the vessels to her. She poured it out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. Now, I don't want you to miss this. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil stopped. Who stopped the blessing? They did. I want you to know today that the Lord has blessings for you and I all along this path of life. And all we have to do is be willing and to be empty and let him fill us up. And as he fills us up, he's going to do it again and again and again. How does that happen? The way that that happens is you know as a believer, the Holy Spirit lives within you. His word fills you up every day. As his word fills you up, you know the answer to what the problem is in your life because the Lord has not given you knowledge this way. The Lord has given you wisdom this way. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. The Lord has a plan for your life. He wants to bless you in a way that's unbelievable. Let's close in just a few minutes, but just a couple more verses. Verse 7, that she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, and your sons and you will live on the rest. Now, some theologians actually believe, which I believe to be the case, that there was so much there that for the rest of their lives, they were blessed. They never ran out. All because that she was willing to take an action step of faith. So put yourself right in that situation today. And to know that the Lord is going to do it. But you know, I always like closing when we do in the New Testament. Because Jesus said he came to fulfill the law, not to destroy it. The Old Testament is a fulfilling. So what is the Lord telling us today? The battle that you might have going on in your life right now. In John chapter 10 and verse 10. John chapter 10 and verse 10. You know, many of you know this. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll look at different passages of Scripture and maybe use them three or four times a year, maybe more than that. You see, Dallas, you know, uh, you just use this, yeah, I'm going to study it different, come at it different, but you just use this one passage maybe five or six weeks ago. You know what? Let me ask you a question. Ladies, you got ladies that have men in your lives or you have boys in your life, Okay. How many times did it take for you to tell them when they come in and their shoes are muddy to take the shoes off before they walk in the house? Did it just happen miraculously one time? That was it. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it's great. How many times? 
What I'm here to do, what I try and do up here, is motivate you to the place to where you get it. You get whatever passage that I'm, that I'm trying to get ingrained because you get to the place to where you got it. I see what the Lord is trying to tell me. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I always say, I can't do it for you and you can't do it for me. But I challenge you, if you take five minutes tonight or tomorrow and you start reading the Lord, the Lord is so unbelievable that exactly what you need for tomorrow's problem, he is going to anoint by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life tonight or in the morning and it give you exactly what you need. That's the blessing in your life. Sure, we want the financial blessing, but what about the joy? What about the peace? What about the righteousness that God wants to give us and to live in such a way that there is unbelievable peace? Our past is over. We've been forgiven. And as we're forgiven, we can live this life. And all the way along, the Lord says, I'm going to bless you if you're willing to trust me. Let me read that verse. John 10, 10. The thief does not come, in other words, the devil. He only has one purpose. He only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus wants to see you saved. He wants to see us in heaven. But also, you know what? Do you know as a believer, did you think about it today that you're actually living in the promised land? I said this a few weeks ago. There's over 30,000 promises in God's word. In other words, you can't barely hardly open the Bible up God's word and see a promise. The abundant life that the Lord has for you and for me, I don't, if you're here today and you're a young person and we get so intimidated as a young person. I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I was uh, uh, on a good day today, I'm, I'm about 5'8". That's on a good day if I've had enough sleep. Okay, but, you know, I, I started a freshman in high school. Now, I don't know if you guys had it then like we did, but the freshmen also went to school with the seniors. So I was in the land of the giants. I was 5'3", as a freshman in high school. I mean, it was, un, I was so intimidated. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that way in high school? Do you feel that way at work? Do you feel like, man, they, they got it together and you're insecure? You know, maybe you've been through whatever you've been through in life, but did you remember what I talked about just a few minutes ago? The Lord wants you empty. He wants us to the place. Maybe you have been broken. You've been hurt. You're draining out. And you know, that's right where the Lord wants you. Because he wants to come into your life and fill you with his love, with his peace, 
with the answers to your marriage and your life, with the answers to your financial difficulty, with the answers to whatever you're feeling as a person. You might have all the people around you and still be the most loneliest person. And Jesus said, exceedingly abundantly, more than I could ever think or ask is who Jesus is in my life. Don't look at the person next to you. Don't look at the person that, that you think has got their act together. You look and when you see Jesus and you connect with him, he's got this unbelievable plan for your life. And if you and I are willing to trust him with that action plan and we're going to say, all right, Lord, I don't get it. I'm supposed to do this and you're telling me this and it makes no sense at all to me, but I'm going to do it. You'll have more than enough, more than enough, and more than enough because you are willing to trust your heavenly father. And I want you to know, as I close today, there will never be a time, ever, never, 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 that he won't pick the phone up. You know, there's a great passage. I think it's found, I think, in the book of Isaiah or Jeremiah. It said, God tells us, when you go to call me in prayer, I've already answered. Isn't that amazing? That's how well the Lord knows you. And that's how well the Lord knows me. And he knows exactly what we need today. And he's going to be there for you. I cannot challenge you and encourage you enough to know he wants to bless you more than you could ever imagine. Come to him in your brokenness. Come to him in your loneliness. Come to him as maybe you're insecure as a kid in high school. I don't know, but I know this. Jesus will never lie to you. And whatever it is in your life that you feel is broken and insecure and hurt and down, it's all over. When you follow Jesus Christ, he says everything is new. So I want you to know today, in Jesus, you're a new person, and it's all new. Maybe you've got to start all over, but it's all new. And he will bless you in a way that if someone would have told me five years ago, six years ago, where I'm at today, I don't think I would have believed him. And I always say, Lord, help me not to do anything stupid and be unfaithful. And I'm being blatantly honest with you today. Lord, keep me faithful. Because if you and I stay faithful, the blessings in your life and in my life will never, ever, ever stop. Ever. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you because you first loved us. Father, in the quietness of this time, Lord, where you're speaking to hearts, where I, I don't know what it is, but wherever, wherever they need help today, Lord, wherever they're hurting, 
let them know that you're more than enough. And they can be made brand new. And Father, you will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. Jesus will never be able to thank you enough that any answer that we need for any problem that we face, you're right there. So, Lord, as we close today with an invitation, if there's someone here today that needs to accept you, Lord, we ask it as we give this invitation. Ben leads us it. It's just so simple, Lord. You made the greatest sacrifice that will ever be made. You shed your perfect blood on the cross at Calvary. And Father in heaven, you listen, you answer us because of your son, Jesus. So we praise you today. Lord, if there's someone here today, may they not leave without walking down in front here and I can pray with them and they can find heaven as their home. We ask it as Ben leads us today in an invitation song. We invite them for them to ask you into their heart today. Lord, if there's one person today, may they come forward. In Jesus' name, amen.